Hello everyone and welcome to this very special Halloween episode of History Late Bear. I'm Dave C. Bannerman. I'm Mark Neam Almond. Let's get into it. Push the button. It's on. It's going. Hooray. <clears throat> Hello. Welcome to the episode. Um, Martin, Halloween. Halloween. 31st of October. Every year. Every that, year. That was really sarcastic. kind of was, but fair enough. We'll ro- <laughs> we, 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 we move. We're rolling. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Are you okay, um, are you okay after I, the, the, the little incident with your vape? I am. I'm fine now. I talk a little bit too much. Are yeah. you sure? I, I'm, I'm okay. Okay. I'm I'm fit to carry on, sir. Good. Okay. Um, did you go? Did you do? Are you a Halloween fan? Is it is it your kind of thing? Is it your your deal? Um, I was when I was a kid. Um, kind of, kind of fell off Halloween when I got I got a little, a little bit older. I know, like college and stuff. I was in work and everything. Yeah. But um. I was always working. I was in the kitchen doing food for parties and stuff, so it was kind of like, ugh, Halloween. But yeah. the last few years, let's say a few years, maybe the last 10, 12 years, I've started to enjoy it again. Fair enough. It's never really been my deal, to be honest. It just comes and goes. It's just another day for me. But I'm not knocking anyone's, you know, people want to celebrate it. Fair enough. And, yeah. you know, that, that's not what I'm about. I'm not stamping all over it. It's just never been my personally no, you've never really it's just come and gone uh, no, I, I noticed that when we were younger you were yeah. just like not really interested in it I mean I did people of a certain vintage will remember this I did go trick or treating in a bin bag that your mum made <laughs> with, the, with the stick on witch fingers you know? the, the, the stick on witch fingers <laughs> and, the pla- and the plastic hat and everything like absolutely that. terrible oh that plastic shiny hat with the green hair oh, coming out of it yeah the bl- <laughs> <laughs> And and the terrible face paint job your mum did. Oh, do you know what? My face paint wasn't really that bad. Well, I mean, the terrible face paint job everyone's mum did. Not just specifically your mum or or my mum. It's a good job you uh, you, you elaborated uh, on that. Yeah, definitely. I don't want my mum or your mum coming at me. No, that's Um, probably not a good idea. No, certainly not. Okay. Do you know um, if you can... Are you okay? Yeah, I just... It seems to be a running theme with me and you. One the one episode, one of us hits the table. <laughs> the, the next episode, the other one hits the table. Yeah, what is it with me and you in this table? We're not safe. We need supervision. Um, <laughs> just really quickly, we are recording in the, the, the place with the trains, so periodically you might hear rumblings. It's the trains going past the window. Yeah, we're recording in my back room again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we, we really need to... Put a bit of soundproofing up in here, but that that might look a little bit weird. It may may do. People come yeah, in. What's that? You don't need to know. What? What? Why have you got that stuff on the wall? <laughs> Stop asking God questions. In it. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> Halloween is um, it's a holiday. A lot of people celebrate. I'll say holiday. It's more like a festival, isn't it? It's... Um. Well, I would say yeah, yeah. I would actually say it's it is a festival. To be yeah. fair. Yeah. It's an old festival. Old. Old, old festival. Old as the hills, you might say. Um, actually goes back to ancient Celts. 
believe it or not. Um, really? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit of digging for the episode, because obviously here at History Late Bit, we... <laughs> I'm sorry, you did a little bit of digging on a Halloween episode. I did. <laughs> did. Excuse did you, me. Did you not see the... Why did that sound a little bit louder than it should do? Does that sound loud, loud to you? I uh, know you sound just right. Oh, for once. Okay. Huh? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Are we finished picking on each other now? <laughs> no, did you not see the pun there? You did a little bit of digging for Halloween. I did. <laughs> I, did. I didn't see it till you mentioned it, but okay. Fair enough. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but that tickled me. Oh, well, I'm glad something did. Okay. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> what? I'm, I'm, Let's not go there. There might be younger listeners. All right, moving swiftly on. Moving on. Um, okay. So, yeah, as we're saying, it goes back to um, ancient Celtic traditions. Um, uh, they celebrated it as the festival of... S- now, we, we struggled with this, didn't we? Uh, do, you, do you want to have a go? The, well, the pronunciation that we found, well, through David's research, is Sawin. Sawin, but if you look at it written, it's if you if I was to say it phonetically as it's as it's written, it is Samhain. Yeah, but it's pronounced Sawin apparently. Oh, Sawin or Swin or Swin Swin. You're missing letters out there. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I didn't mean to miss the letters out there. I was just like glancing over at the notes. I was like, fair enough. Okay, so it's always been this particular Sawin has always been celebrated on October 31st to November 1st, and they, they did it as kind of a transition festival. Um, to, it, was, it, was, it was the end of the summer. So technically, it, it was to end, uh, enter it, usher in the, the harvest and the dark and cold months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you look, you're looking at, like, obviously, <clears throat> November, December, January, February, as we would think of them in the calendar now yeah but interestingly enough um the celtic year ended yeah. with this festival it was their they celebrated their new year on november 1st yeah i, I was reading through the notes and I, I was actually quite intrigued about that yeah i thought that was interesting because mm. you know it's i mean I couldn't imagine any of them having calendars and stuff up on the walls but the, well you no, know, they the, do, but the, the sun they about and, like they would have known the, the turn of the season. Yeah, the, absolutely. The position yeah. of the sun and obviously the moon and the stars. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've all, you, you, what you've got to realise is <clears throat> they would have also had, had um, like, obviously Stonehenge. Well, yeah, Stonehenge. Um, they probably could have had smaller... Henges. Smaller henges or... No, well, to be fair, nobody. I don't think anybody knows what Stonehenge actually really is. No, I mean, there's, there's loads, loads of theories, theories about that. Yeah, that's diving into something that we're not really meant to be talking about. But nope, that is not for this episode. That technically could be classed as a calendar. Well, yeah, it's well, well more of a. Oh, I don't know if it season measurement maybe, device, maybe, possibly. We're going on a tangent, but you know it's it's an yeah, interesting mm-hmm. one. And so, yeah, sorry, I went. To, I did go on a tangent there. Yeah, we yeah. we do tend to wander off on this podcast from yeah, time do. to time. Um, uh, the wandering podcast. Hey, that's the one. Okay. 
So we'll copyright that, so no one can pinch it. Um, uh, uh, someone's probably already got a podcast in the name of that, to be fair. Well, in that case, then, we, we, we don't want any copyright issues. No, we don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Samhain was when the ancient Celts, the usher in the, 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 the new year, uh, the winter, the cold, and they go out into the fields and they gather up all the rest of the harvest that wasn't collected. Um, and they let the hearth fires burn down. Now, that struck me because the the hearth fire is for these sort of people was was life fire was life well, yeah. fire was heat food and light so to let that burn down and burn out is is a, is quite a big deal oh yeah that's a very big deal especially uh, um, <clears throat> the times we're talking about yeah um absolutely um, it was also believed that at this particular time of year, the barriers between the physical and spiritual world were broken down, or certainly at their weakest. Now, I couldn't find any information as to why they believe that, but maybe it's to do with the transition from light to dark. Well, maybe it could be the the fact that uh, Sawen as... I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. It was the midpoint between the autumn equinox, which, as a lot of people know, some people might not, is when the sun shines directly on the equator, giving the northern and southern hemispheres the same amount of light. And it was all, it was the midpoint between the autumn equinox, equinox and the winter solace, which is the shortest day of the year. So... Maybe they thought the the barriers between the physical and the spiritual were more permeable at that point. The weakest, maybe, maybe. As I say, it, it's it's a, it's a good theory, but I didn't couldn't find any any information at all as to why. Um, but Samhain, Samhain, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it was recognised by the ancient Celts as the most important of the four festivals. Now I've. During the research, I've seen these called fire festivals, I've seen them called marker festivals, I've seen them called all different kinds. We're just going to call them festivals. Now, you're going to laugh at this. Um, I remember something from... Like, I hate to mention a, a film in our podcast, but obviously Ghostbusters. We all know what Ghostbusters is. Well, we've all heard of it, even if we haven't seen right. it. Um... Now, do you know about the animated series that they did? I do not. Right. Well, there's an episode in the first season of the animated series um, that actually deals with the, the background of Halloween, and it does mention that Samhain is attributed to being the Celtic, Celtic Festival of Fire. Oh, okay. That makes sense you'll find out why in a minute listeners now um i only remembered that i remembered that the other day because i've got the first season upstairs and i watched it a few months back okay like, i'm sure i've heard about this a little bit okay somewhere. fair enough so a little bit of uh education going on in our cartoons there that's oh yeah definitely great stuff um <clears throat> well with you saying fire it was actually right it was so um, I'll just run through the other festivals quickly. Um, I'm not sure when they took place. I'm assuming between equinoxes and on sort of 
other important times of the year. Oh, um, that would make a bit of sense, to be fair. Yeah. So I'm going to let Martin, we know Sawain, I'm going to let Martin take the next two and I'm going to attempt the last one. Go for it. Um, <clears throat> Beltane. Belt. Okay, that sounds right to me. In in blog. In uh, in bog. In bog. In in bog. Uh, we could be pronouncing these horrifically wrong. Oh yeah, I do apologise if I've just slaughtered the pronunciation of them. I really do. Okay, now the last one. I had to look this one up. I'm sorry, I did. Lunasar. As I said before, that. That is not the way it is spelled. It's, it does it's, not sound like it, that at all. It does not. But this is what I, I found out. That, well, I, I found that this is how you pronounce it. Lunasar, it's spelled L-U-G-H-N for November. A-S-A-D for Delta H. Lunasar. But to look at it phonetically, it says Lugnasad. Yeah. I would yeah. say, but apparently, apparently, according to sources I, I looked at, um, you pronounce it as Lunasar. It's so. Lunasar, so that maybe tells me that we've got the other two wrong as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, di- I didn't look them up. I'll be honest. I didn't. It, it, I didn't it have probably time. Probably would have been a good idea <clears throat> to look them up. To be fair, possibly. But what we what um, we are doing a uh, little announcement on the Halloween special is. Oh, do you want me to take this one? You be my guest, Martin. You have the stage. Nice. So, Dave only sprung this on me before, and actually I say before, he, he sent me the notes for this over last night and I noticed it, but I didn't take it on board. Um, and he was like, oh, by the way, we're doing this. We're actually working on a Facebook page uh, that's obviously going to be hosting uh, information about upcoming podcasts and episodes and keeping a list of concordant episodes through the series that we've got running at the moment. <clears throat> so, if you want to know anything more about the podcast, ourselves, myself and David, um, and what we're looking into, what we're researching, and possibly having maybe a few sneak peeks of what might be coming up. Maybe. The Facebook page will be up and running as soon as I can get it going. Absolutely. Fantastic. And we'll, we'll see, the, the plan was for, for the, the idea for the Facebook page was obviously to bring a visual element to this. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we could pop up some video clips and bits and bobs and all the rest of it. Um, but it was to just give more information about the stuff that we run across the podcast, but we don't go into. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's been a few... Tangents yeah. where we got yeah. off on a few episodes, and, and I'm I'm just wondering if people think, oh, I'd like to know more about that. So we yeah. will do the deal. Um, oh, you okay? Yeah, just got an itchy eye. Oh, itchy eye. <clears throat> oh, sorry, sorry about that. That's quite all right. Um, oh, so when yeah, you've got an itch, you've got an itch. <clears throat> it's needs scratching. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so there you go. That was the information about the Facebook page. And as I say, I just wanted to give a bit of a, a more visual element to the to the podcast because it's it's audio. It, people listen, fair enough. But people might want to know a little bit more about what we're saying, a little bit more yeah. about these tangents that we always go along because we do. Yeah, we do have a tendency to go off on tangents. We, we do wonder, don't we? Yeah. Um, 
And also, if you know, we. Do you know what we should have actually called this the Wandering Podcast? We've we've done that, Joe. Oh, yeah, we have, haven't we? <laughs> Second copyright strike. This is what happens when you wake up at quarter past six in the morning. <laughs> Please don't mention it again. <laughs> Uh, oh my! Are we ready? Are we back in the room? <sighs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> we do our best anyway. So yeah, we 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 do try we we do try to make sure that our information is as accurate. We do. And we do historically correct as we can possible possibly make it. Yeah, but that's that, I just want to jump in. That's why these episodes take such a long time because the research is yeah. extensive because we're we're researching the weirder parts of history yeah we are actually aren't we so the sources aren't always available one might say one thing and something another source might say something else and then the third source could say something completely different so we it, are it going, takes time we are going through a lot of conflicting yeah. sources and yeah it it does take a but that's why these episodes take so plus we're both busy in other areas but you know, it, oh, th- yeah. this is a little labour of love, this, isn't it? We we enjoy doing this. Oh, yeah, we enjoy doing this. Um, okay, so Facebook page, when it's up, we will let you know. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll definitely let you know when the Facebook page is up. And um, there'll be more information um, about everything that we speak about. And I'm going to have to go through back episodes and figure out the tangents and maybe find some <laughs> if oh, I'm just giving myself a load more work here, aren't I? Yeah, you really are. Okay, I don't mind. I love it. I love it. Bring it on. Um, <clears throat> so where were we with this? Right. So there's um, there's the four festivals. I'm going to run through them again. Soane, Beltane, Imbolg, and Lunasar. Shaking his head again. Uh, right. Uh, uh, I promise you that's how. Look, after after we finished here with this recording. Right. Okay. Look it up. What, what, what I want to say is. It's not spelt like that. As we know. No, but the way you're saying it, it must be the way that it's said phonetically. Well, phonetically, it'd be Lugnasad. Oh no, yeah, it would, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it, it, would. it it's Lunas. That's just anyway. That's what I. Do you know what? I, I, I swear <clears throat> to God, I am actually quite intelligent. We both are. Well, we pretend to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so as we said, Sawain transition between light and dark for the Celts. Really important time of the year. The most, um, the biggest of the festivals, the four festivals. Um, interest in the Martin said fire. You'll find out why in a minute. Um, yeah. Because <clears throat> it's the, as I say, it's the time of year that the the Celts let the hearth fires burn out. Now that is important um, because this is this is this is going to be important for later on. It is. So once the harvest was in, then all the people in the village, the settlement, would all gather together. Um, and you know, along with the druids, priests, for those who don't know, did yes, they did exist. Um, and they'd light a big community bonfire. And as some reports say that they used a wheel that created sparks to represent the sun. But in all honesty, Dave couldn't find any evidence of this or even what it could possibly have been <coughs> called. But during this during this, prayers were said Cattle were slaughtered. People wore animal skins and headdresses to try and frighten off the spirits, and everyone took a flame from the community fire to relight their own hearths. Which I think's nice. Yeah, it, it's it, nice that. It. Do you know what that that 
kind of scream well not screams to me it kind of says to me that's it's family it's community it's, it's it's family it's community but in a nutshell that's the community spirit yeah and it's relighting sort of hope if you like if you yeah. want to go this way with it you know you could be relighting you're taking your life from the community so i had a little brain wander um if as you, you, as, as, you as you do was, was this a home or was this in work um no I, I, my brain doesn't wander in work are you sure absolutely don't be getting me in trouble now <laughs> um no my brain my brain doesn't wander in work either <clears throat> no i have these thoughts mainly when i'm driving to be fair um is that safe yeah, it's it's yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I was I was driving along and I'm thinking about Excuse the me. podcast and the community fire. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, community does give life. Well, yeah, it does. it's it's protection, it's it's nourishment, it's everything else. Fire it also gives life, although it burns and destroys. It does give life. Light, heat, light, heat, cooking, yeah, etc. Warmth, heat. So, the community bonfire would rep to me represented in in my head, represented the community as a whole, and then people taking flames back to the hearths was representing people taking more life from the community to carry on through the winter. Does that make sense, or have I just wandered off into madness? Um. Uh, no, uh, not. I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, maybe it, it might make sense <clears throat> in such a way as I said that the the community bonfire could represent the community spirit. Absolutely. So the taking a flame of that spirit back to the home yeah. to reignite it for the winter. Basically, yeah. So. Basically, what you've just said, I've just shortened it down. Pretty much. That's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah. But um, no, no, I understand where you, what yeah. you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, so the taking the strength to carry on through the winter from the community yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So it is that community spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so early, te early texts that I, I did come across sort of online and, you know, reading about different places um they said summit sowing i keep going to say it as it's spelled yeah i keep going to say it as it's written uh they pre presented sowing as a mandatory f uh, celebration that lasted three days and three nights and during this celebration you went sort of it, it wasn't if you wanted to you were obliged you were required to go and present yourself in front of your local leader be that a local king or a chieftain um and it was considered bad luck if you didn't. So if you didn't go up to your king or your chieftain and go, hi, here I am, hello, it would have... Like, you, my lord. You know, your, your your house might have fallen down, your family might have gotten ill, your crops might not have grown the next year, or you could have died. That was what they believed. Let's just little broaden it a little bit more. It was... Not doing this was considered to bring... Bad luck, illness, and as Dave's just said, even death. Yeah. So, I'd say it could be a little bit of an, an affront if you weren't. Maybe. Basic message is get out and get out and see the chief. Basically, yeah, get outside and see the chief, or yeah. go and see go and see the local lord or the king or whatever. Yeah, go and get involved. But that was that's good because then that that stopped, like people being ostracised and. 
Well, yeah, it would, it, it, it would stop people from being ostracised, obviously, with that point in time and history. We do know through archaeological finds that were people that were ousted from the yeah. settlements. There was victim. hermits and there was hermits, there was loners and wild loners men and, and wild men and women and Have you ever been to a, invited to a party that you just didn't want to go to? Oh, there's been a fair few. Yeah, same. I just imagine you had to go to that. Just imagine that was mandatory. Oh. Ugh. Oh. Yeah. You just get home from work, you get out the shower, you think, I just want to go on the couch, put the telly on, watch just have my tea. I want to eat my tea. And just like, have a watch, watch and some what? rubbish on the telly. I don't want to step back outside the door until tomorrow. But no, you are required to go and get dressed, required to do your hair, required to put your aftershave and all that stuff on and go out and enjoy yourself. Oh, the horror. Do you know what, for an introvert... That would be like... It, it, uh, yeah, it yeah, would be awful. Yeah, yeah. It would be absolutely <clears throat> awful, especially if you've been in work all day and you're completely and utterly drained. Horrendous. Um, oh. Ireland, though, oh, they took it a little bit further. Um, oh, yeah. According to what I've read, I can't claim it's true. I can't say with any 100% certainty that this is true. But, Martin, what did they do in Ireland if you didn't go to the party? Oh, well... It's believed in Ireland in particular you could be executed if you didn't take part in the festival and present yourself to your local leader. So, let's put this into perspective. 2,000 years ago, the Celts of Ireland, the UK and Northern France celebrated the New Year on November 1st as it marked the end of the summer and the start of the winter. But if you didn't go, particularly if you lived in Ireland, you could be... You Don't, could be. You, you could you, be done in. You could be done in. You could be. You could be executed. That's heavy. Now, that's heavy. That. As Dave said, we don't know whether the accounts that we've checked or Dave Dave has checked for the research on this are a hundred percent accurate. But you could always have a look for yourselves. You could do absolutely a bit more digging. Do a little bit of digging yourself if if you wanted to. Um, so. Um, yeah, that was sort of 2,000 years ago. Um, so they dress up in costumes, they dress up... Let's, let's, let's get in a little bit more into, into the actual celebration itself. They dressed up in costumes, animal skins, hides, all that. Um, what for, I hear you asking. Well, it was to ward off the spirits. It was to frighten the spirits away. Because, don't forget, October 31st, Samhain is the night that the barrier between the physical and spiritual world is broken or, or weak. So yeah. spirits are coming through. Um, now, when these spirits were coming through, they were thought to have been able to cause trouble, damage crops, yeah. and generally be a nuisance. Yeah. But it was... October 31st was also allowed the Druids to make prophecies and predictions that became a source of comfort to the communities during the dark, cold winter months. Which, okay, fair enough. Um, also, they used to leave banquet tables out um, with food on to placate the spirits. I'm jumping ahead in the notes, I am. As I, I wrote the notes out of order. Yeah, I, I kind of noticed you yeah. jumping ahead. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it's relevant to this bit. <clears throat> so they'd leave banquet tables out and you know, homes will yeah, be left the, open. and 
placate all that the kind of placate the spirits. Um, but let's move up a little bit further up the timeline to where the Romans started getting hold of it. So, forty-three AD. Let's roll it forward to forty-three AD. The Roman Empire has conquered the vast majority of Celtic territory in Europe. Right. Let's let's just point out this is Northern Europe. Northern Europe. Yeah. Okay. So, so for for those who may not know, Celtic peoples were Northern France, UK, Scotland, Ireland. Mm. I know Scotland is in the UK, but UK. So England, Scotland, Ireland. Northern France. In Northern France. I'm going to say Wales as well because the what, what I read, it said United Kingdom. And Welsh is a form of Celtic. Well, yeah, Welsh think. is a form of Celtic. Or, or is it Gaelic? I've, um, okay. Um, oh, oh, I don't know. Oh. Oh. Let, let, let. Is, is Welsh Celtic or Gaelic? Do you know what? I actually don't know. I don't know. I think, I, I, I know. <clears throat> oh, dear. Irish, oh, we, we don't know. Irish is Gaelic. Southern Irish is Gaelic. I think Northern Irish is Gaelic as well. So well, Irish. Let's just say uh, Irish. No, let's let, let, let's just say Irish. And then there's there's Gaelic in Scotland. Mm. Scots Gaelic. Yeah. I know that. Actually, now I think about it, I'm pretty sure Welsh is a form of Gaelic. But where did Gaelic come from? Maybe we should do a podcast on language. Maybe we should. Maybe we should have an episode on language and how language originated. Where where it come from? Be interesting. Interesting. Okay, right. Anyway, we'll put that. We'll, that we'll, we'll put that in the book. That's not going on the Facebook page. We'll put that in the book. We may do something with that. Um, so yes, the Romans are now in charge. Roman Empire has come in with its big sandal foot and gone. This is ours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to cut no, nothing else. I thought there was more coming. I was looking all expectant then. Was, nope. Like, yep. Nope. Yep. That's a lot. Big sandaled foot. Okay. Both. Right. So over the next 400 years, which is what, you know, the Romans ruled for, roughly, in the, in these areas that we're talking about, um, a couple of festivals began to merge with Samhain. Um One was Feralia, which is a day in late October, funnily enough. Um, when Romans celebrated the passing of their dead, so the people that they'd lost, nothing to do with the Celts, this is the Roman celebration, Feralia. Um, and then the second day was to honour Pomona. Now, this one's quite interesting because, Martin? Uh, Pomona is the Roman goddess of fruit and trees whose symbol is an apple. So, the incorporation of this festival could be the origin of what we've come to know as duck apple. Duck apple. Duck I, used to, apple. I, I used to love duck apple. Oh, I love duck apple. Duck apple, if you don't know, you'd fill a bowl with water and you just throw apples in it. And you put... <laughs> throw apples and you, you, you just try and get them out yeah. as quick as you can yeah. with your teeth. It was a bowl or a bucket. You put your hands behind your back. That was a rule. Oh, yeah. You had to put your hands behind your back. And I don't, when we did it, there'd be like 20 peas and stuff stuck in the apple. You know, you're only little. Uh, I got a pound in one once. Who get you? I know. I felt minted. You're like, I've got a pound. I'm going to shop. That's the one. Um, so yeah, but it took a long time for those that for those customs and traditions and festivals to all merge. So that's you know, talking four hundred years. Then, then the church starts getting involved. So, Do you want to take it from here? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump ahead a couple of hundred years. 
now to May the 13th, 609 AD. And this would be commonly known as, as I'm assuming it's All Saints Day. Is it not? Um, or is uh, it was originally it was All Martyrs Day. All Martyrs Day. Yeah. But Pope Boniface IV declares the Pantheon in Rome in honour of all Christian martyrs. Religion is encroaching on this on these these holidays, yeah. these festivals now. The church is starting to look and think, the, oh, we want some of this. The 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 wanting to try and amalgamate everything. Yeah. The, that's I'm assuming that's probably the right word. Mm, yeah. Um, um, the Catholic, um, the Catholic feast of All Martyrs Day was established, but then in eight thirty five A.D., Pope Gregory III moves All Saints Day to November the first, possibly to. We don't know whether this was possibly to try and substitute Sarwain, which. By this point, is viewed as a pagan celebration. Yeah. So just to to sort of say wrap up any confusion, it all say all Martyrs Day became All Saints Day over time, and that was on May thirteenth. Oh yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, a minute, what? Okay, I just wanted to brush that up for people. So All Martyrs Day became All Saints Day originally on May thirteenth, and then it was moved um, to try and substitute or to try and appropriate. The, the the now pagan the now viewed as pagan celebration of Samhain. Um but by the ninth century Christianity was really beginning to take hold in Europe people were really getting into it um, and it began to merge with and in a lot of cases it, 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 suppl- it supplanted many of the ancient Celtic festivals customs and traditions and that's that's um, that's kind of a sad situation <clears throat> to be in to be fair it is because it's, you know, do what we want to do, not what you've done for a thousand years or however long, right back into the deep dark mists of time. You know, you're doing it this way now. And I, I, I don't like that. No, I don't like that myself. It's. Uh, uh, I know we shouldn't give opinions out, but I, I don't like that. Um, it seems, it, it seem, in my opinion, and we, we don't, as Dave just said, we don't generally give our opinions out on this, but that, in my opinion, is an affront to a very ancient religion. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's do as we say, not what, you know, I don't, I'm not into it. No, um, I'm not into that at all. It's But by 1000 AD... I don't want to say what that is. No, let's, no, let's not. I mean, I'm sure people get the inference. Oh, yeah. Um, but by 1000 AD, the church had made All Souls Day. So now, first of all, we've got All Saints Day on November the 1st. And now we've got All Souls Day, another day to honour the dead. On November the 2nd. Now, the the belief is that this was solely done. The only reason All Souls Day exists or existed or was even thought up was to to try and replace Samhain, the Celtic festival of the dead, with a related, but importantly, church-sanctioned festival. Yeah. So the church wanted to put their stamp on it and say, yeah, we say it's okay, but you're doing it this way. Which Again, is... Again, not a fan. No. No, no not, not a fan. I'm, the inference is there. I'm <clears> not going to say what I, what I would like to say. No. You know. No. I res- you know, respect all belief, respect all cultures, fine. Yeah. 
don't oh. muscle in even historical ones and ancient ones don't muscle in and try and tell them they're wrong because they don't believe the same thing as you no. that's not it's not right um, but we're, we're getting dangerously political now so let's yeah, be, we're let's, getting a little let's, bit, we are getting a little bit political Dave, let's, let's roll it back roll it back um, right I want to jump on the word Halloween because we've been talking about Sawain and so, we haven't we haven't mentioned the words Halloween and how no, not really, no. Halloween, uh, extremely interconnected. So, but it's it's the word that interests me. Halloween, you know. Yeah. Well, I I really I wanted to know where that come from, and I found out. Okay. Now stay with me, folks. <coughs> Are we ready? We're ready. All Saints Day, which is now on November first was celebrated in a really similar way to Sawain. So it was with bonfires, people were wearing costumes and everything else, you know, dancing and drinking, I suppose, mead or whatever they drank and leaving food out, blah, blah, blah. So, but it was also called All Hallows and over time it became All Hallows. And then eventually it was All Hallow Mass. Uh, All Hallow Mass is believed to be from the original... The Middle English, All Hallow Mass, is believed to be from the Middle English, Al Hallow Messi, I think. Uh, uh, what? Al Hallow Messi. I'm saying it might not be. Or Al Hallow Messi. Uh, the, the way, it, mm. looking at the way that it spells it does look like Al Hallow Messi. Yeah. To be fair. Okay. <clears throat> um, oh, uh, Al Hallow Messi, Al Hallow Messi. However, it's pronounced. I'm sorry, I am ruining these pronunciations. I am. It's <laughs> one. It's one thing we do on this podcast, isn't it? We'd never look up pronunciations, and we really should start no, because no, we really should. Yeah. Um, but as however, I said before, we are actually intelligent. We, we do try. Um, but however you pronounce it, it means All Saints Day. Now, the night before All Hallows, or which is the ancient Celtic Samhain, October thirty first, became All Hallows Eve the night before. So eventually, over time, this got contracted to a Scottish term, een, e double double e n, sorry, double e n, een, which is evening. And then over the next few hundred years, it morphed into Halloween. So you've got all Hallows, Hallow, Hallow evening, Halloween. Do you know what? That's actually a, a good progression from where it started to how it is now. Yeah. It but, does make a lot of sense. So it took a big jump from Sawain to All Hallows. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's that was the progression I found. Um, and it's, <clears throat> it's, it's still a really popular holiday. It's extremely popular. It's festival. It, Sorry, I said holiday. It's an extremely popular festival. It seems to be gaining more um, popularity in the UK than it used to have when we were kids. Yeah. Um, to be true, to be to be to well, I suppose to be honest, yeah, it is. But then, it's been a lot more heavily commercialised. Yeah, that has because there's a lot of commercialisation behind. Halloween we we, we were kids in the late late eighties, early nineties. It was, and I'm, I'm, Halloween's been around for a thousand years. Okay, fair enough. But 
I, as I say, in my my family, we didn't really. It wasn't our thing, you know. It's not really yeah. a thing for us. Yeah. Some no, families we, go all out. Oh yeah, some families do go all out. I'm, I'm fair play to you. You do your thing. Do your thing. Enjoy yourself. Have a have a laugh. <clears> have a good time. Have a have a massive party and just eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah, I mean, there's decorations, there's costumes. It was just never something we did. Um, but a lot of people think that this the trick or treating. Now, a lot of people do think this. Do you believe trick or treating is an American thing? Oh, no, 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 no. Trick or treating is non American thing. No. This is one thing I did know. Yeah. That trick okay. or treating wasn't actually uh, an American. An Americanization yeah. of a ancient European festival. Yeah. It's the so, only way to put it, to be fair. fair. Well, since I took Halloween and I ran with the word and the morph, the the the, um, the, the, etymolo- the etymology. The morphing of the etymology of the word. Yeah. The etymology. Entomology is the study of okay. books. <laughs> For God's sake. I promise you. We're clever. I, I, um, I really am clever. So I, I took, promise you. I took the etymology. So you tell everyone where trick or treat can come from. Oh, etymology. There we go. I pronounced it correctly. Way. Very good. Anyway. Right. Trick or treating. Uh, Jordan Sawain. As we've already discussed, Celts would dress in animal skins to drive evil spirits from their communities, fields and sacred places. Now, we've already told you about the the banquet tables that were prepared and left out to help placate unwelcome phantom visitors. Now, everyone, as we said, everyone thinks that trick-or-treating is an Americanization, But, it's not. From what we've, well, I say we've found, Dave did the, the lion's share of the research on this one. Uh, later people started dressing as ghosts, demons and monsters to perform antics for food and drink. Now this became known as mumming back in the Middle Ages. See, is it? Sorry, I don't mean to jump in. I don't mean to jump in, but when you're saying mumming, um, there is... An expression I heard a long time ago. I've only ever heard it once, really. But it stuck with me because I never got it. Mummer's farce. Oh. And as I'm doing the research for this, I've seen that this medieval custom, well, this custom of (coughs) singing and dancing and dressing up and for money and treats was mumming. I thought, oh, could that be related? Is that where Mummer's Farce comes from? Now, if you don't know what Mummer's Farce is, Mummer's Farce is if something's ridiculous, if something's stupid and idiotic, you go, oh, it's a Mummer's Farce. Apparently, it's not really used anymore. It's an old, old way, old expression. Yeah, it's a very old expression. I think the last person I heard also that, other than you, just then. (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. Um, it was probably someone in in work. It was yeah. a guest. Yeah, I bet he was an older gent, was it? Yeah, he was. A, yeah. I'd say he was in his. He must have been in his late eighties, early nineties. Lovely gent. Yeah, yeah. He was fair play, but yeah, absolute that, character. That's. I just struck me, and I thought, oh, I just need to jump in. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt. The floor is yours. <laughs> 
Thank you. <laughs> now, um, back to mumming. Mumming, as it became known in the Middle Ages, is thought to be the the beginning of trick trick or treating. Another theory is that people would visit the homes of the wealthy and receive pastries called soul cakes. Now, this was for the promise to pray for the wealthy family's deceased relatives. Whether the people did pray for the deceased relatives, uh, it, oh, remain, it remains to be seen whether that, they did or they didn't. That's but open to question, isn't it? It, it? it is open to question, it's open to conjecture. But over time, people, uh, people especially children, began to sing, dance and recite poems, tell jokes or perform tricks for the treats. So, that's where we get trick-or-treating. That's a couple of theories of where it come from, but again, really ancient roots, you know, going right back to the ancient Celts, leaving banquet tables out for the, the spirits and the, and the, 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 I've forgotten the word. Phantoms. Phantoms, there we go, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, um, so <clears throat> that was a, a brief history of Halloween. Yeah, a very brief, a very brief history of Halloween. Yeah, you know that's as Dave said earlier on. It does it does take a while for these things to be researched. So it does. Um, that's why it takes so long for an episode to come out because the this has taken Dave a lot of research to do. It does, and it doesn't sound like it. You know, when we're sitting here just talking and going through our notes and everything else. I'm just going to look at our little recorder here, see what, right, so we're on 45 minutes, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think, uh, I think, I think it, some of it may be... It may not be 45 to, minutes. Maybe due to the tangent and stuff like that, but you know. Yeah, 45 minutes. We Ooh. always have a tangent. Yeah. Um, but it does take time and it, it is difficult especially with me being so busy and Martin being so busy and we both got lives away from the microphones and you know and but that's why these things take so long um, I just wanted to tell people why they take so long <clears throat> yeah no I think people will appreciate the fact that they, they, they do take a certain and, amount of time to do yeah and it but, does take a lot of research and you know we, all, we also have to come across stories and think up ideas to do and oh yeah and occasionally I'll be I could be anywhere and I'll be flicking through my phone or you know online whatever and I'll see something and I'll go oh you know and I'll, yeah, that, it was like, I, I jump on it I, that's basically how all our episodes start it's except a, it, maybe this one it was like me with the episode of HMS Glowworm as soon yeah. as I seen that I was like yeah. oh oh okay straight and got the link sent it straight over to you and there you go we, we had an episode hey presto and if you haven't heard that one go back and listen because that is one of my favorites oh yeah that's definitely that absolutely i actually really really like the story for that and it's got a very surprising twist ending mm, go for it go and enjoy it um should we do a little chat have a little chat about any do you know of any hauntings or any ghosts and ghoulies knocking about well, there's a few that I know from the local area, like, uh, that was really scouse-like. Like, like, <laughs> lad. <laughs> lad. Okay, um, just be careful not to give away where we actually are. Oh, well, if people can't tell by the way our 
our, our accent sounds, but you know, there you go. It's a big place. Yeah, it is a big place, but <laughs> we'll cut this out. <laughs> anyway, anywho, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the our city of Liverpool is is a very very haunted place. Oh yeah, it's definitely a very haunted place. I personally, I know a few a few stories from the local area. Um, there's one that I told you about, and you were like, "Well, I've never heard about that." And you live up by there, which was the the ghost train, yeah, yeah, down yeah, by Walton yeah. train station, yeah. And you that, were like, "I've never even heard of that." No. Now I was told about that when I was a kid. I'd never heard of it. I'd heard something um, that goes across a patch of wasteland, not too far from where I I live, but um, I hadn't heard of anything. Down Kirkdale, down Walton, down that way. Yeah, I, I remember this from when I was about oh, eight or nine years old, maybe. Okay. And it was. I was. I went. I went up there with with my brother, uh, one of our next door neighbours' sons, who I'm still good friends with now, and um, another member of my family. Um, and this was on Halloween, and the trains are finished for the night. Now, if anyone's been down by Walton train station, you know that the station's open 24 hours a day. There's no way that it isn't. And you can get down onto the platform quite easily. Okay. Right? And we didn't even stand on the platform. We were on the bridge. And I can tell you now, Dave, there was no rain, there was no wind. It was the night was still. Nice. If it was a pond and you looked out of it on a moonlit night, it it it, it wouldn't be moving. If you know what I mean. I'm with you. Nice. And there was a. I don't know whether it was our imagination. Um or something else but there was the smell of coal coming from obviously I didn't know it at the time but the smell of coal coming from a boiler being burned and there was like a I don't know how to describe it like a whooshing sensation it's like wind going under the bridge and that, that smell of smoke, coal and soot permeated the air all around us and you, 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 you could smell it and you could feel something going under that bridge now that bridge has been there for years probably since the station opened but it was it was very unnerving very very unnerving to even feel feel that sensation wow and to to smell that as well, yeah. You know, you're just like you're like eight or nine years old. You're like, oh my god, that's that that that, that that's a ghost train. Wowza! I've never, I can't claim to ever have seen anything. I I, I can't. I've I've <clears> looked <throat> it up. I've tried looking it up. A good four, five, six, seven times, maybe more, and I've never 
been able to find anything about it. Now, don't get me wrong, I might be putting in the, the, the wrong the wrong words for the search. Well, when you told me about this a little while ago, I did actually have a little look, see if I could find anything. I couldn't either. So, I'm assuming that it's happened a very, very long time ago. But the local records for around here are actually quite accurate. Right. Uh, especially for the the railways and stuff like that. Fair enough. Have you ever heard of Mackenzie's tomb? Is this the pyramid shaped tomb in the city it centre? Is. It's the only structure like it. it's on Rodney Street in the city centre. Oh yeah, I, I've it's the only structure like it in, in the city really. Yeah. Um and it's it's a tomb. It's a tomb of a guy called William Mackenzie. Um he was a civil engineer in the city. I've forgotten the date. Oh, I'm just going to quickly look the date up. Um, let me just, <clears throat> sorry, sometimes we have to, we need some help with these things. Okay, so it was around 1830s, 1840s, 1850s. Yeah. Okay, um, this guy actually helped construct the Lime Street Tunnel. You know, the, it's called the Cutting Oh, the cotton the coming out of Lime Street into, yeah. Into, yeah. into Wedge Hill. Oh, along to Wedge Hill. He was responsible for that. Either partly or fully, I don't know. But partly, you know. Anyway. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So, Mr. McKenzie, he liked to gamble. Um, oh, I heard he, uh, heard he was a prolific gambler. He was a, he was a, he was a big old gambler. And he, he loved cards. Cards was his thing. Um, so, he reportedly made a deal with the devil. If, um, really? if you can believe that okay uh, so well, he, well this is the story yeah, this is the story let's, okay let's go with it he he made a deal with the devil um yeah. for lifelong luck in exchange for his soul oh okay oh so kind of the, the classic pact the if classic, you like the classic you know. pact between someone and the devil you yeah know, you give me this <clears> i give you my abortable soul blah 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 that's the one okay but there's a nice little twist at the end of this it's it's spooky but it, it's not if you if you if you get me, um, when he died in yeah. 1851, um, he was entombed above ground in the pyramid, the pyramid shaped tomb, right? Yeah, he's believed to be in there, sat upright, as in if this in, in this, this tomb, tomb in this tomb, sat upright as if at a table, with a winning hand of cards. Okay, I kid you not. This is the story. He's meant to be sat upright as if at a table in the tomb with a winning hand of poker cards. Well, that's not freaky at all, is it? Because he didn't want the devil to take his soul and he insisted on being interred above ground so the devil couldn't, couldn't get, him. get him. Couldn't get him. And it's it's not particularly spooky, but I just think, go ahead, lad. <laughs> go ahead, lad. Isn't it? Now, there's one more that I want to talk about now. Let's I, do I, it. I sent you the link to this. You did. Uh, oh, Bow Street time slip. Oh, you just, oh. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. He's just he, he's just given away. Mm, I couldn't hold me. I couldn't hold it. I'm sorry, I couldn't hold it. <laughs> I couldn't hold it. I'm so couldn't sorry. Hold it. Tell us about the Bow Street time slip. I do like this one. Now, I only found out about this yesterday. So, yesterday. Yeah, really. Yesterday, I did not know anything about this. At all. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, apparently, um, 
around the city centre, there's a few time slips mm. that have supposedly happened, but Bold Street seems to be uh, the most prolific. Yeah. That's, if that's the right word. Now, when we say time slips, we mean going back in time. Uh, when people think time travel or time slip, it's like the 1800s or the 1900s or something like that. Now, most of the sightings on Bold Street that but these have happened have been around the 1950s and the 1960s. And that's extremely strange in itself because... Even, I heard this. Even, as I just said, even the, the website that I found this on has said most time travel experiences seem to take the recipient back to the 18th or 19th century. But not in this case. Now, they've said maybe there could be another explanation for it it could be a mass hallucination or something like that now from my reading um if i remember rightly from the page where i found the link for this from and then went to it the first person that it happened to that it well record reputedly happened to was a police officer and oh really went, I, I didn't know that he went through the time slip Oh, wow. And went back to the 1940s. Mm. Now, the, the, apparently these only happen for a, a few seconds, maybe maybe a minute or so. But you do get the sense of people being around you. They're, they're, they're not entirely dressed the way you are or they don't yeah. speak entirely the way that you do. Yeah. Because what we got to what we got to realise is is eighty odd years ago the, the language in the city centre would have been completely different. Even the accent was partially different. Yeah. I remember my great granddad, he had a, he's got a well vaguely remember my great granddad. He yeah. was born sort of Scotland Roadway. Yeah. And his accent the, the the brief sort of memories I've got of him speaking. Yeah. Because he 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 passed away when I was young. The brief memories I've got of him speaking were very harsh R's. So he, where we would say drains, he would say drains. So it was a very harsh... Yeah, and theatre, he'd say theatre. So it was kind of like he was talking like this, but with a very, very harsh kind of, this kind of speech, you know? Yeah, so, so over time the the letters have become more rounded. Yeah, well, accent is changing. It, it seems yeah, to have yeah. softened. Yeah. Um, I mean, our accent isn't like... Oh, no, our accent isn't... The um, accent from someone who'd say born closer to the city. No, it's not. We're from Bootle. Yeah. Bootle, rather. And our accent would be different. And now I can feel myself sliding into the the, yeah. the real scouse lilt because yes. I'm I'm talking about it now. Yeah, sliding into the little twang. I, and I can't seem to stop it. <laughs> um, but yeah, our <laughs> yeah. accent, so it changes. So if you wake up somewhere and for whatever reason and you're hearing different. Oh, yeah. And you're seeing different. You're seeing adverts for, say, fries, toffee or... Fries, cho fries chocolate. Fries, chocolate. Bovril. All that kind of stuff. War bonds and war, stuff like Cigarette that. adverts yeah. that aren't around anymore. Um, 
That's very true, that. I haven't seen one of them for a long time. You, you're going to be thinking, oh, hang on, what's happened here? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, 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 I don't know where I was going with that. I just... I've not, I've, <laughs> I, think, I, I think it was more so the fact that I, I mentioned the 40s and... You know, the you accent, know, and I just jumped on it. and you, jump, you just jumped on it. It went absolutely nowhere, sorry. Yeah, but what, what I want to say is, um, I was talking about this to my mum earlier on, um, about the time slips. Now she knew about it. Now she used to work in a shop up on Broad Street years ago when I was when I was young. Um but I mentioned now you know where Coyote Ugly is on Broad Street, don't you? Mm, other bars are available, but yes. Nice. So you know the alley well, the walkway between Coyote Ugly, the Crafty Chandler and Concert Square. Yeah. Nice. So you got you got Concert Square. Mm-hmm. You got the walkway. Now, this was earlier on in the year. This was like height of summer. Nice. Now, I went into the city centre for a couple of... I met up with one of my friends, went for lunch, went for a couple of drinks and stuff like that. And strangely enough, we cut through that walkway onto Bold Street to go up to the shop to get a, get a bottle of water again few bits and bobs from the shop and then head up to a, another pub but what struck me is is when I was walking through that walkway I got the smell of something that you don't really smell in the city centre until later on in the year so I'm talking like November late November late November October early November December time roasted horse chestnuts okay nice and there was no one there selling them. No one there roasting them. And this was just a smell outside? This was just the smell. Now, I don't know whether my mate noticed it, but I was like, you, know, you, 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 you sniff at the air and you're like, that's unusual mm. kind of thing. Okay. And, yeah, it was just weird. There was, n- maybe it's happened to me and I've not realised Maybe, maybe, maybe. If this kind of thing actually really does interest you, most people listening in Liverpool will know of the the writer and author Tom Slemon. Oh yeah, we yeah. Um, he's 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 he's, he's kind of a Liverpool legend, isn't he? Really? Yeah, he he really is. Um, but if you don't know of him, look him up, Tom Slemon. Um, he's not paying us to say this. He doesn't even know that we've said his name. But I'm I'm, I'm sure he'd be really does. I'm sure I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Um, yeah, he does. Well, we hope he won't. We hope he doesn't. We hope he doesn't. Tom, if you if 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 it bothers you, sorry. Um, <laughs> but he he's right. His books are fascinating, and I'm not. As I say, I'm not a believer in the paranormal and all that. I'm just not. It's just I need to see it to believe it. Okay. If you can't prove it, I'm not sure. I've seen things. Yeah. I know it's real. I've seen. Okay, things. but I haven't. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. So. Until I see it we're for myself. To, we're going to have to convert you, Dave. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like his eyes when he said that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just not me. I'm more... No, I, un- you I know, understand where you're coming from. Same with many, many things. I, I don't believe it until I see it. Well, no, you got, you, you're a person that needs to have tangible proof. Yeah. Or have it proved to me beyond all reasonable. Oh, yeah, you know. beyond all reasonable doubts. Yeah. I say it hasn't at the moment, but if this is that, I have read a lot of Tom Slemon's books and they are brilliant. 
they are really good. I've not been any any of the tours around the city, you know, Matt, uh, Rodney Street, which is supposed to be one of yeah, the most haunted places in the country, never um, mind the city. Believe me, I've walked through Rodney Street on the way out, the way, the way out, the way back from the night's house. Yeah. And I don't even know why I've been up that end of town, because I don't generally go for a drink up that end of town. No, I, I, Jen, Jen. Gend? Gend. Tend. I was gonna. I couldn't decide whether I was saying generally or just tend. But I come on, gend. I think the only pub that I would go to up that end would be um, when it was still open, the Pickers. Mm. Or oh god, what's the one that's underground? I can't remember the name. Of oh, it, I don't know. I do like the Philharmonic pub though. That that's oh, yeah, a nice the Phil- pub. The, the Philharmonic, yeah. And it's it's up that way. It's up that way. Yeah. Or the Fly on the Loaf. They'd be the only really three pubs that I'd go into up there. Yeah. Or um, Kiss the Reds when that was open because they, they used, used to be able to play pool and stuff in there. Oh, I don't remember Kiss the Red, no. Fair enough. I mean, if you remember Kiss the Red, fair play. I don't. Um, But yeah, he's he's done a lot of writing about ghosts in the city. And I say, there is a ghost tour. So if that's your thing, have at it. There's actually, there's actually uh, a few ghost tours yeah. around the city yeah. centre. I've never been on a one. I've, I've never been on one myself, but I do want to do do one just yeah. to just to see, just to see see what, what the forces are. Yeah. Um, I'm going to leave you with one more. Did you, on. know, do you know the Mersey tunnels are haunted, or one of them is? Is it? I think it's the uh, Birkenhead tunnel. So it'd be the Kingsway. Is it the Kingsway? It's the King. I think it's the Kingsway. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it is. People have seen a couple of things in there. Apparently, <coughs> there's the ghost of a female hitchhiker. Yeah, I've heard about that one. Yeah, she fell off her boyfriend's motorbike in the sixties. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's also been a uh, seen a white car screaming through the tunnel, going at some pace. Is this the one that just disappears? It, it just screaming, vanishes, screaming yeah. through it, just disappears round the bend. Yeah. I've heard, and it's going at it thunders it's, through. Yeah, it thunders it, through. Like yeah. it's like it's being chased, or it's chasing something. Um, I remember something from when I was a kid, and this is when I was really I was about I wasn't I wasn't young young I was just before we started seniors, so I was eleven, just turned eleven. We were coming back from Wales. I don't know why we went through the Birkenhead Tunnel. No idea. But we did. For some okay. reason. You did. Fair we enough. Did. Right. Uh, it was late on. So you're talking about half ten, eleven o'clock at night here. And the <clears> tunnel wasn't that busy. Right. And as we came round the corner. We heard this. Almighty. Loud. car. That's the only way I can describe it. I just came flying round the corner, as you said, at some speed, and it just, as we came back round the corner, it was gone. Yeah. There was no way. No way it could have got out that, that fast. It could have got out that fast, because that tunnel's longer. It's long and it's windy It's long as well. and windy. Yeah. And it's longer than the other one. Yeah, it is, yeah. Because uh, the way uh, it twists, it? if I remember rightly, it's because the way it twists and turns. Yeah, on, on it does. Ride. I remember going through on my motorbike all my life. Oh, terrified. Brave. No, I, I wasn't. I, I jumped lanes and got pulled up the other end. You know, you're not supposed to move lanes in the tunnel. No, you're not supposed to move lanes in the tunnel, Dave. That's, so, that's stupidly, very, very stupid. I was on two wheels 
and I was in the outside. Uh, I can never remember if I was in the lane in the middle. I think it's the inside lane, that wasn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Um, but you know, been driving sixteen years, still don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and I get in a car with you. You do, you brave, brave soul. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going through, and I, there's a bus coming at me. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not not ungodly about it. It was a bus. Yeah. It was early morning. I was going to work. It was a bus. Oh, was this when you worked over there? And that worked on the wheel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I jumped lanes because I panicked. I hadn't had the bike long, and I, ah, gee, oh, oh, and there was an expletive or two, <laughs> sort of rattled off, and I yeah. moved over, and I got a pole at the end. Um, but I've never seen anything sort of in there, and I've been through there all hours of the day and night, and I've I, I've, I, I, I've, never seen a thing. I'm not saying it's not there, because Maybe. I, but just because I've never seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Maybe it's because you haven't had... Maybe it's because I'm not open to the experience. Now, what I was going to say is maybe it's because you haven't had an experience that... Maybe. Yet. Maybe. But my mind is quite closed off to it because I I just don't believe in it. Maybe you'll be a little bit more receptive and you might actually experience <clears throat> something. Maybe. Or, then again, it might not be for you. Might not be. And very much, you know, if you believe it, you go ahead and, and you know, whatever makes you feel better I'm all about letting people do what they want to do and believe what they want to believe and be who they want to be fair play go for it Yeah. but me Same personally way. it's you know they're allowed to but I'm allowed to be me as well yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not saying change who you want no of course change who you are but no of course not but I'm just thinking uh, no all I'm saying is maybe be a little bit more receptive to maybe the unknown maybe but I do like that William McKenzie story I, d- yeah, I enjoyed reading that. That will William McKenzie yeah. story is a corker. Yeah. The, giving the finger to the devil, why not? Okay, I'm starting to ache. Are we going to wrap this up? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <sighs> yeah, it might be a good idea to start wrapping this up because yeah. my back's starting to... So start is... To my, my feet have gone to sleep. Um, Your feet always go to sleep if you... Yeah, let's not go there. No, let's not. <laughs> I'm not even sure where you were going, no, but I don't. I, I don't want to go there. I wasn't. I, don't, I think it's something to do with you and working behind the desk and work or something. Yeah, I think we're getting tired now, aren't we? Yeah. Thank you very much if you're still here for sticking with us. We did ramble and talk a lot of nonsense at the end there. Um, if you're listening on Halloween, enjoy whatever you're up to. If you're listening in the future, I hope you enjoyed Halloween. Um, that's about it. Um, until next time. I've been Dave C. Bannerman. I've been Martin Ian Almond. This has been History Late Bear. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>